This episode of Eat the Rules is brought to you by You on Fire. You on Fire is the online group coaching program that I run that gives you a step-by-step way of building up your self-worth beyond your appearance. With personalized coaching from me, incredible community support, and lifetime access to the program so that you can get free from body shame and live life on your own terms. Get details on what's included and sign up for the next cycle at summerinandin.com forward slash you on fire. I'd love to have you in that group. This is Eat the Rules, a podcast about body image, self-worth, anti-dieting and intersectional feminism. I am your host, Summer Inanin, a professionally trained coach specializing in body image, self-worth, and confidence, and the best-selling author of Body Image Remix. If you're ready to break free of societal standards and stop living behind the number on your scale, then you have come to the right place. Welcome to the show. This is episode 181, and I am interviewing Shauna Spence, registered dietitian nutritionist and otherwise known as The Nutrition Tea on Instagram. We talk about how to navigate diet culture over the holidays, including what to do about food guilt, urges to diet, and dealing with diet talk from family and friends. You can find all the links and resources mentioned in this episode at summerinandin.com forward slash 181. First of all, I just want to give a shout out to Sarah Passa, who left this awesome review. Love this podcast. I found this podcast while searching for tools to help me improve my body image, and it definitely delivers. Summer is so well-spoken and has opened the door for me to a whole new way of thinking about my body and my relationship with food. I love that she links other valuable resources with every episode. I have already learned so much, and I'm excited to continue to learn and grow from it. Thank you so much, Sarah. I really, really appreciate that review. That's awesome. You can leave a review by going to iTunes, searching for Eat the Rules, and clicking to leave a review. And that helps others to find the show here, which we know is needed. And you can also support this show by subscribing. So subscribing via whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts, whether that's Spotify or Apple Podcasts or uh, what else is out there? Stitcher. Uh, We're also on YouTube. So you can find us anywhere and subscribe. And don't forget to grab the free 10 day body confidence makeover at summerinandin.com forward slash freebies with 10 steps to take right now to feel better in your body. This episode is very timely. I wanted to have an episode that speaks to just some of the stuff that comes up around the holidays, whether it be how to manage like feeling like you can't stop eating or what to do if you've quote unquote overeaten. And we'll talk about why we don't like that word. What to do if you feel guilty, uh, how to navigate like urges to diet and the pressure to diet that comes with the with the new year transition, as well as like what to do if people are are talking about their their diets or making comments about bodies or food around you. So we cover all of that stuff in this episode and there is no one better to do it than Shauna. If you don't follow Shauna on Instagram, you need to because she has some of my favorite uh, memes because she's funny and I appreciate that. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's usually like one of the things I really appreciate in people. Uh, but anyways, no, her, her memes are, are often just like super on point. And also often there's like this level of sass in there and, and hilarity that I that I just adore. And so that's who I am interviewing today. And then this podcast is probably going to go on hiatus for a week or two uh, towards the end of December. And then we'll be back in the new year. I've got some really awesome interviews coming back then. I'm taking a couple weeks to just um, decompress. It's going to be a bit weird, I think, because usually I go to visit family for the holidays, but we have none of that this year because of, of COVID. So it's just me and, uh, and my little family here with my husband and my son and everything's kind of been canceled that we had <laughs> set up to do. And we won't be seeing family cause they live across the country. And so it's going to be really strange, but I'm going to try my hardest to try and make it seem like a break. I think that's going to be, it's going to be so hard because normally I need to be out of my house for it to feel like a break. I don't know, maybe I need to like bury my computer in the yard or something or uh, redecorate my bedroom. So it feels like I'm in an Airbnb. I don't know. Help me. Do you have ideas? Send them my way. Uh, I'm sure I'm not the only one feeling this way. It's a little, it's a little depressing. And yet because I have a two year old, I'm super excited to celebrate Christmas with him. So that that helps me on a personal level. But let's get into this episode. Shauna Spence is a registered dietitian nutritionist based in New York and goes by the handle at the Nutrition Tea on Instagram. She calls herself an eat anything dietitian and wanted to create a platform for open discussion on nutrition and wellness topics, considering all the information circulating around these days. She provides counseling via the virtual world from a health at every size perspective, as well as an intuitive eating approach. Hi, Shauna. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you here. As I was saying to you right before we hit record, I love your memes. They always make me laugh. They're like totally my kind of humor. And uh, <laughs> so I was like, I need to have, I need to have her on the show. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I know, like I was mentioning before, they're all true to life. <laughs> Which I mean, it's it's funny, but it's also like, these are things that people actually say too. So, yeah. oh boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which makes your job in some ways, like you're probably banging your head up against the wall. And then other times you have this great outlet because you can just take it and make these like hilarious memes that show the ridiculousness of, of their statements. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like the best of both worlds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, you need some inspiration, so it works. <laughs> True. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, so, well, I'd love for you to start out just by telling everyone like what, what kind of led you to this work? Like was, you know, did you have kind of a, a tumultuous relationship with food or your body growing? Growing up, um, how did you become like a an anti an eat anything dietitian? I know is what you refer to yourself as. Yeah, I so I actually started out. This is my second career, and so I'll just go into it briefly. Like I used to work in fashion, and I actually didn't um, become licensed until about two years ago. So um, this is definitely new for me. But I did kind of have some food issues growing up. You know, um, as most of us did. I dare I say, just because of diet culture, um, just growing up and especially it really hit hard, I would say in college, you know, like high school, it was like, so, so, but definitely college. That's kind of when I went on like my first severe strict diet and kind of 
doing all those things that everyone does, right? Like I went through the period of not eating carbs and, you know, like not wanting to look in the mirror, all of those things, I went through it. And I think what led me to actually become a dietitian in the first place was just because I did a lot of sports growing up. Um, I danced, I swam, all of that stuff. And I think I was always curious about food and also food policy where I lived in New York. And as far as becoming an anti-diet dietitian, um, that's like a mouthful, <laughs> mouthful to say. I always feel like I trip my words when I say it. Um, or an eat anything dietitian. Um, I didn't start that until maybe about a year ago, I would say. Like I was never into the fad diets because from my own experience, I kind of learned they don't work. And then I began seeing the messages on social media. So that's kind of where it sparked interest for me. Just because, you know, when you're a dietitian, you go through school and in school, they don't teach you those things, right? We're, we're taught um, numbers and, you know, like BMI and how to calculate someone's ideal body weight, whatever that means and all of those things. So it's really, it really takes someone's own personal, I guess, quest to become an anti-diet dietitian. And that's sort of what I did. I was browsing through social media and I started constantly seeing these messages and that kind of sparked my interest. And then I was like, wait a second, these are things that I believe too. And so that's kind of how it got started, I would say. Mm. And so like, did that then, would you say that you kind of had a good relationship with food before you started to discover that stuff? Or did that sort of like help you to kind of heal some of those lingering, like maybe diet brain thoughts that usually kick around after we've dieted? Oh, yeah, totally um, helped heal. Because, you know, in college, it was really bad. And through my early 20s. And um, so when I was still in school, you know, I was still like writing down everything I was eating. And, you know, because I thought that's what a good, I'll say, quote, unquote, good dietitian did, right? Like he tracked all your foods. I was still like labeling foods, good and bad, all of that diet culture stuff. And so after like, actually going through social media, that's how I began sort of healing myself, and realizing these messages worked and how powerful they were. And that's sort of what made me want to pass them on myself, because they helped me. And I figured if, you know, someone out there needed to hear or see the same messages I was seeing. Oh, that's so interesting. Because like, you know, sometimes I always think sometimes I think social media could just be so damaging. And then you hear something like this. And it's like, it was really the thing that opened your eyes to this other way of being. And then, um, like, obviously, you have, like, so many followers, and you're able to then, like, spread the message in your own way, too. And that's really powerful. Yeah, yeah. I'm just curious, because you were, you said you were in fashion school. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, how did that, how did that influence, like, your relationship with your body and, and then, and food? Like, did that, I mean, I would imagine, I actually almost went to fashion school, too. This is really funny. Yeah. <laughs> fashion marketing, <laughs> but, which, like, I have no uh -huh. fashion now. If you saw me, you'd be like, what? But, um, <laughs> Anyways, um, besides the point, but like, yeah, did that have an influence on you on the way you felt about your body? Totally, because um, so I not only did I go to school for it, I, I worked in fashion for about eight years. Um, and yeah, I worked um, in production, like for like top brands too. like my last job was with um, J. Crew, actually. And I worked in their production team. And no one, of course, no one's like, 
talking about like or no one's really I should say like um like looking at you and like criticizing you or I should say like to your face right about about your body so but the thing is that we're constantly talking about fit models and we're constantly in fittings and you're seeing like all of these thin people walking around and it's just like it triggers you it does so it you know, it wasn't the best relationship with food. Like I was always writing down everything I ate, which is why I'm so against, um, like all my posts now are so against this because I used to do it and I saw like what it did to me and what it did to my mindset. Like I used to write down everything and, you know, I didn't want to go a calorie over or I used to like try to burn off everything. And just thinking about what that was like, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. So yeah, like working fashion definitely triggered it, but I also danced. So you're constantly looking in the mirror when you're dancing and that also definitely affected my relationship with my body and food. So it's a little bit of both. Yeah. 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 How did you, how did you heal like that relationship with your body then? It was unfortunately self-taught. Like I never, just because I didn't know what disordered eating was, like I didn't even think I had, like I definitely would say like I definitely had an eating disorder. Um, but, you know, you just, you just don't think that you do because, you know, you don't fit, like I don't fit the stereotype for what people assume is an eating disorder. So it, it really was me just kind of eventually accepting myself and realizing this is not how I want to live. Like I cannot go on like this. Like I was definitely getting sick a lot, all of those things. And um, luckily I was able to come out of it. It took work. Um, it took like me sort of realizing this is not how I want to live. Um, but eventually I got there and that's, and that's also why, again, like my messages, I always want to help other people because I don't think people realize all of the things I say I've been through. That's why I say them because I want to help people, you know, I'm not just like speaking out of thin air. So, um, yeah, it's just really important for me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that comes across because your messages are so like, you know, obviously infused with that passion and enthusiasm for, for helping others and for calling out the mm -hmm. bullshit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so speaking of that, actually, before we kind of get into the other things I wanted to talk to you about, but you call yourself an eat anything dietitian, but you always make these like really funny memes about how people misinterpret that. Like, mm -hmm. what are some of the <laughs> biggest misconceptions? And you know, what is like your response to them? The best one, um, it's always from these fitspo or yeah, right, fitspo, that's the term that they call themselves, right? Um, these like, <laughs> these accounts, and sometimes from, you know, trolls, but for some reason, like, I notice a theme with social media where, you know, you can be just speaking your truth, but someone will always think that you're talking about them. And it's like, I don't know you. Um, so I get a lot of people coming back and they're just like, well, I don't do that. Or I don't tell my clients to do that. I'm just like, I wasn't talking to you. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I don't know you. <laughs> it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. But the, the biggest misconception I would say, whenever I say like eat anything or all foods fit, they're just like, you're really telling people they can eat anything. I'm like, yes, that's actually literally what I'm saying is people can eat anything. And it always triggers no matter what. It's just like, oh, so you're just letting people, if they want to eat a whole um, package of cookies or if people just want to eat pizza all week, 
you're just saying they can do that. And that's where it gets so misconstrued. It's just like, first of all, if you had, and you know, of course, like my posts in general coming from a little bit of an eating disorder world. So it takes a while to heal your relationship with food in general. And that's why we always say sometimes it does take like a little bit of maybe eating cookies all the time to realize you can eat them. Um, but we can always go into that later. But um, my point is that sometimes whenever we, myself and other, you know, anti-diet dietitians, we're like all foods fit, people just assume we mean, quote unquote, the like unhealthy or what they call unhealthy foods, you know, like pizza and cookies. They're just like, you're just telling people to eat that all day. It's like, no, we're just telling people that if they want that, they can have it. There's a difference, you know? So it's, it's very like a misconstrued, I guess, topic. Um, especially when you're just coming from a diet culture world where you're just like used to restricting yourself. It's a very triggering message, I guess, but that's definitely the one, the one uh, pushback I always get for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're going to kill people. You're killing people. <laughs> exactly. what one guy told me, he was like, there's no accountability on, on your page. And I was just like, have you actually read? Like, I feel like they also don't read the cap. Well, they don't, I can definitely say they don't read the caption. Cause I'm just like, are you actually like seeing what I'm saying? Like, I don't get it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like when you're, when you're like, so in that diet culture vacuum, like you're looking at everything in that vacuum. That's what I meant to say. And so like, you're so conditioned to think like you can't trust yourself. Like you have no control, like you need someone else to tell you what to do. And so when the notion of like not having those things is, is communicated to you, you're, you're like, Oh, but then all hell will break loose. Like, I'll just, mm -hmm. you know, like, there's no way I'll eat a piece of fruit again or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And, and yeah, like, it's just, it's, that's how, that's how powerful that brainwashing is. Cause it really makes you think there's no way you could trust yourself to. That's what, um, yeah, that's what it comes down to. Cause there's a lot of pushback also when we tell people not to like track their food all the time. It's just like, no, that's, that's how to eat. I'm just like, no, that's not normal. <laughs> you know? So yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree. Mm -hmm. totally oh my gosh I used to track everything too I had the, I had excel spreadsheets I talk about that like I used to like literally oh, wow. input every yeah. cherry tomato like it was just oh like such a waste yeah. of time anyways I know yeah <laughs> oh my god like what do I do with all that time now I don't have it but <laughs> I have a kid now that's why but <laughs> but anyways it's a lot of time wasted but I want to I want to um, talk to you just about uh, like the this is airing in December. So the holidays are are happening and albeit probably a little bit different this year. But a lot of the same concerns that are are still here in terms of like just how to navigate the food and then how to navigate kind of like comments from others and stuff. So let's talk about the food first. I've kind of like crowdsourced some of the stuff. So <laughs> I'll just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> figure out a way to like paraphrase it. But um, the notion, the the idea of like feeling um, or the fear of, of feeling like I won't stop eating. So if someone says like, you know, if I have these like foods around, like if I allow these boxes of chocolates in my house or I allow myself all access, like I feel like I won't stop eating. What's your response to that? That usually stems from restriction. 
um, sorry, restriction. <laughs> um, just because usually, um, actually most, yeah, most of the time, let's say it's, um, I'm just naming a food, right? Let's suppose it's like the candies, right? Like the chocolate candies or whatever. Um, people are like, I can't have candy in my house because I will binge on it. So that's usually it's or replace candy with whatever food. And that usually stems from not allowing yourself to eat candy throughout the year. Right. So oftentimes with the holidays, again, like the, you know, the December, November slash December holidays. Right. We think of indulgence. We think of foods that we normally don't eat. And that's kind of where the problem, I think, lies is just because we're like, well, I, I'm only going to do this one year. And uh, now I feel gross because I ate all of these, you know, sugar cookies or holiday cookies. But why are you only allowing yourself to eat this? one time a year or a few times a year. It should be you have, and that's where the term food freedom comes in also, is just that you have permission to eat this all through the year. And when you allow yourself that permission, when you're like, you know what, it's okay to eat this, it won't feel like a binge. You won't feel it necessary to eat all the cookies or all the whatever food that you've been restricting. So that's usually where it comes from. It, it really is a work in progress, like having to work, you know, like I know this is uh, for the holidays, but it really takes work even before the holidays, like giving yourself permission to eat the foods or to eat the fun foods, as we say. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Permission is like so important. And it's like mental and physical, right? Like, mm-hmm. definitely. Because mentally, if you're sitting there saying, like, I shouldn't be eating this, like, don't eat this, or like, tomorrow you're not eating this, then that's all going to make you kind of eat and want to eat more than your body really even maybe wants or needs. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So on that topic, like, if you are eating, I hate the word overeating. How do you feel about the word overeating? I'm not a fan because I just feel like it. People, for me, it stems from um, like the whole tracking and the whole portion sizes or like serving sizes, which are also so arbitrary. Like, I just don't know a word to replace it with. That's the problem. Like, I use it, and every single time I say it, I cringe because I'm just like, I don't like it. Yeah, I just don't know a good word to replace it with. That's the problem. <laughs> I use I use eating to discomfort, but I feel like that's such a mouthful. Eating to it is, but I feel like it's better than over like overeating to me like means that something's wrong with you as a person like you can't control like I don't know I just I'm not a fan but maybe I'll start using that eating to towards discomfort or something else yeah it bothers Um, me too no I hate the word too I use it because it's like people understand it and the it's the words they use so yeah like in the context of a question I'll use it but like to, to to question to you for example but um yeah, I don't know. I don't like it. I was just curious if you didn't like it either. <laughs> yeah, no, no we're on the same team. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, because like when you're a dieter, overeating is like based on some quantification versus like how it actually feels in your body. Exactly. Like, That's why I can't stand it because I'm just like this just falls back into the tracking and like all of that nonsense. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like if someone is kind of experiencing eating to physical discomfort. Like what's your advice to them in that situation? How to handle that discomfort of 
of overeating, overeating in quotation marks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I always say don't panic. Um, because I think we're also used to like the whole thing about intuitive eating is, you know, in a nutshell, very broadly, there's so many factors, but just like being in tune with your body, right? So we know when we're hungry. And we also usually know when we're full. And when we eat past our fullness, um, we definitely feel it. And sometimes for a lot of people, that's very triggering. Um, you know, we just uh, like we have Thanksgiving and all all the big holidays, right? When we're that are associated with indulgence, which is like another word that I'm not a fan of, but people say it. So like when you're indulging in these foods and I always tell people, first of all, it's just one day, right? Like let's suppose, you know, it's Thanksgiving, it's Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever, you know, holiday you're celebrating. When you're eating these foods that you don't normally eat, yes, you're going to probably eat a little bit more than usual. It's one day, your body is not going to shut down. That's another thing. Like people just assume that um, their body is just going to malfunction just based on, <laughs> you know, one day of eating or even one meal. And I always say, don't panic. Um, your body will reset. And honestly, a lot of times, again, the eating past fullness, especially with the foods that, you know, you think are quote unquote bad foods, it's mostly based off of restriction. So again, allowing yourself to eat things throughout the year and not thinking of foods like certain foods only as like special occasions or foods that you normally don't allow in the house, like allowing yourself to continually have them will definitely decrease that feeling. But the main point is definitely like, don't panic. Your body knows how to reset itself. Like definitely give your body more credit. I don't think we do that enough, quite honestly. Like our bodies are <laughs> very powerful, you know? And I think like we talked about earlier, we're always told to mistrust our bodies. And I always say like, your body knows what it's doing. You know, I'm not going to go into detoxes, but that's usually the reason why detoxes are sold so well, because people are like, well, I need to get my body working again. It's like, no, your body is working. It's working right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. So um, that's, yeah, that's kind of what I what I always tell people. Yeah. And that's like, mm -hmm. that's helpful too. Cause I was going to ask about like the guilt, like how do you, mm -hmm. you know, do you have any tips on like what to do with the guilt after you've kind of eaten something and then you're feeling bad and then you're feeling bad about yourself and. Uh, well, just like, first off, um, I just want to say too, like, it's definitely understandable. Like I'm not, um, sometimes I worry that people will think that I'm like, dismissing their feelings or, you know, making fun of people. And I'm not like, it's definitely understandable why, you know, you have guilt around food. It's because we're constantly surrounded with articles and media telling us to. So, you know, I definitely feel like people's feelings about that are totally valid. Um, but it's also important to try to work your way out of it. Just because Life is too short. Also, if we're going to be specific about this year, this year has been awful. Um, there's so many things, other things to like worry about in general, you know, like eating an extra like cookie again, like, I don't know why I keep going to cookies. Like that's the only food I can think of right now um, is not going to like destroy you. So I, you know, I tell people it's also work, you know, these types of feelings they don't just disappear overnight. That's, that's also what I tell my clients too, because a lot of times we, we forget that diet culture has been ingrained in us since we were kids, right? Like I learned about what a diet was when I was like four or five. So all of that time till now, 
you know, it's, it's a long time and that takes work to undo. So as far as like guilty feelings, like it really does take time. You just have to tell yourself, you're like, this was one day, this was one meal. It's okay. You know, I trust my body. You have to like, keep saying that I'm, I'm a big believer in like affirmations and like repeating things to yourself too. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. that, I find that to be really powerful in terms of like healing your relationship with food to like, honestly say that over and over. Like I, you know, my body knows what it's doing or like, I trust mm-hmm. my body like that, you know, whatever kind of resonates with you is super, Definitely. super helpful. Yeah. Yeah. But I love, and I love the point about just it taking a long time. Cause I think that we all just want to be free of the discomfort, like whether that's mm-hmm. kind of emotional or physical. And, and this is like, if you've been doing this for decades, it's going to take a little longer than like a month <laughs> to really feel like more comfortable around food and just with your own yeah. eating and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It takes yeah. time. Yeah. And so, you know, you mentioned kind of like why we're so drawn to cleanses. So on that topic, you know, there's always pressure to diet in the new year, right? And I feel I have a feeling that's going to be even more intense this year because of Oh, totally. Like the whole quarantine thing and just, you know, like people really looking for some sense of control. So feeling those urges to diet. So what's your advice to someone who's really struggling with that urge or pressure to diet? I always say this, right? We, especially now, like you mentioned, especially this year, it's going to be extra. Like I already, I actually already see the posts and like the ads um, for diets and all of that. And I just go back to keep, I just keep saying that like, you have to trust your body, right? Like I saw, I saw a tweet, (laughs) right? I'm on Twitter a lot. So I saw like a tweet randomly and she wasn't a dietitian, but I remember I was just like blown away because the words were so powerful where she was just like, you know what, don't even think about and I'm paraphrasing. So don't even think about doing a diet, you know, like you're going to see January coming, all the ads are coming. She's like, your body has processed so much trauma, right, that it's really you don't need any more trauma, right? Because we always say diets are honestly just a form of starvation. Um, And so she and she wasn't a dietitian. She wasn't I don't think she was even a doctor or anything. She was I wish I could even give her credit. I don't remember her name, Um, but, and I'm paraphrasing that tweet, but I remember it stuck with me just because I was like, this is totally on point. You know, this year in general has been so traumatic. And sometimes even if let's say you haven't been quote unquote affected, right? It's still a lot to deal with. Like just hearing the news and everything, it's a lot to take in and your body is processing that. Do you really feel like you need to put it through a diet or can you learn to love yourself or can you learn to love your body? Can you learn to have a healthier relationship with food? So it's just, you know, putting things in perspective, I think is really ideal here, mm-hmm. um, which again is definitely easier to say than do. I, I understand, but again, you know, it's, it really takes time. It really takes time. Yeah. And I, but I love the idea of looking at diet as like a stressor, like dieting is a stress, like it's, it's true. And it mm-hmm. like increases that kind of stress response and, and it may feel like it doesn't in the beginning, but mm-hmm. like it, the, the long lasting effects of it are, are like greater damage to your nervous system and your physiology and everything else than, than not doing it, obviously. 
Agree. Yeah, it was such a it was such a great tweet. I'm kind of mad now that I didn't save it or anything. I feel like I saw it too. <laughs> I feel like I saw it too. Oh, really? And okay. but I don't even. But now, but I have no idea. Like I I, I have no idea when and where. And I and I I don't. Yeah, exactly. So I don't, <laughs> if I if I come across it, maybe again. it will resurface. Like you know, maybe <laughs> I'm sure it will. It, I'll email you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it will. Yeah, I'm sure I saw that like in somebody's story or on somebody's Facebook feed. Like I'm mm-hmm. positive I liked it because hearing you say it, I'm yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I saw that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna now. I'm on a mission to find it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try and I'll try and dig it up too. But I follow way too many people <laughs> to like really figure it out. But okay, so I want to talk about like. We may not be having in-person family gatherings. Some people might be depending on where they live, but a lot of us, I think, are sort of doing the whole like virtual thing or even like virtual like office parties and stuff, which, oh, like that just like makes me like feel cool. But um. Same, same. <laughs> but a lot of people have to do it. So I'm just curious to know, like, what's your advice to someone who is in a situation, whether it be like with family or with coworkers where kind of like jokes about the quarantine 15 are coming up or yeah well let's talk about that first yeah before I make it a big yeah it's I don't know like I feel like we need as a society and this will not happen overnight like we need to like find another greeting besides like noticing someone's body size you know like the first thing and it tends to come from love right like especially with your close family and friends you know when you you haven't seen someone in a while and they're like oh my god you look amazing you've lost all this weight or like the opposite right sometimes like especially with family they joke around and they're just like oh you put on a few pounds like we need another greeting (laughs) um because why why on earth would you say that to someone you know and so I always tell people you have to be really firm with your boundaries and this again like I keep I feel like I'm on a broken record here but like again I know this is easier said than done especially with close family and friends because we don't want to hurt people's feelings but at the same time we're allowing people to hurt ours (laughs) you know you're like well I don't want to be rude and it's just like okay but you're gonna feel bad because your uncle just like you know, said something instead of shutting it down right then and there. And you can do it in a polite way. You know, I always, I try to give people uh, tips sometimes on posts. And, you know, one of my things is just like cutting the conversation off right then and there and changing the topic, because that usually lets people know you, first of all, you're not okay with the conversation and you're not going to discuss it. Like end of conversation. We're adults now, you know, especially with kids. You shouldn't be saying that with kids, definitely, but especially as adults, you know, you can, you can say no, you know, I don't care (laughs) if it's your mom or your dad, you can nicely say, I don't really feel like discussing this right now. Um, It's triggering me. That's all you have to say. It's triggering me. Um, So that's what, that's the advice I always tell people. Um, It's very powerful. It's hard to do at first, but you have to set boundaries. We all do. So that's the first step. Yeah. Yeah. And what about, what if it's like a situation where you like, let's say like you're with like coworkers or something and everybody's talking about like how they're going to diet in the new year. Like, how do you handle that? I try to change the topic. Like, even if it's not, (laughs) even if it's not successful, I feel like the more you try to Well, if you're okay, so there are different scenarios, right? Like if it's just you and someone else, like on a work call, like with one or two other people, you can find a way to be like, oh, guys, let's, you know, in a funny way, 
oh my God, this is so like, I'm over it. I'm over dieting. And then you can talk about something else or try to steer the conversation. But if it's like a big, um, I'm picturing one of those like Zoom parties for work. Yeah, me too. <laughs> multiple people, <laughs> like multiple people. One, you can, I mean, that's what the mute button is for. Okay? <laughs> yes. That's the mute button. I'm, I'm big on that, right? <laughs> big on that. You can press the mute button. Two, you can just, if like, if someone is just like, I don't know, direct somehow the conversation to you or tries to bring you in on the convo, you can just like very, even though it might seem very like um, very airy, just like totally change the subject and be like, oh my God, what, like something, I don't know, whatever you and your coworkers talk about, that's not diet related, change the subject because that just means you don't want to talk about it. You know, I like that's kind of, I, and I take that from, um, uh, like when I watch interviews with like celebrities and stuff, um, when the ones who don't shut stuff down, when they don't want to ask a question, they just like change the topic or they are just like answer a question, like another question that they thought of themselves. Um, I've noticed, I noticed that recently too. Actually, it's really funny that you say that. Yeah. (laughs) Which I'm like a big, I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Um, and again, like, I don't even have a good example because I've noticed like different celebrities doing it. I've noticed it with, uh, women, like, uh, women, you know, actresses and, uh, whenever they're asked like a sexist question or something, and instead of just like shutting it down, sometimes they'll like totally change the subject to make it known. They're not answering that. I'm like, boom, perfect. That's, that's what we all need to do. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. We need to like hire one of their <laughs> PR consultants to come and teach us how exactly. to do that. <laughs> like the art of changing the like, subject. Listening. It's genius. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like actually on that note, it's probably helpful to like have some of those prepared in advance, like to think like, mm-hmm. okay, like here are kind of like three different things that I could change the subject to. And here's how I would say it like to, at least for me, I would need that. Cause I'm not very good on the spot. I would need mm-hmm. to like, I sort of go into like fight or flight. I go into like either one of those. <laughs> I don't go into like, I'm going to do something <laughs> really confident right? here. I, I either like shut down. I'm like mute or like get really yeah. angry. <laughs> so, yeah. um, Oh my God. <laughs> so, but or yeah. you can hit people with facts and be like, Hey, did you read like, anti-diet you know and then you can go into why diets are horrible (laughs) you can do anything (laughs) yeah 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 okay well why don't we do the anti-diet starting january 1st (laughs) oh yeah exactly oh man yeah yeah yeah. but that's no but i think like there's so much power in changing the subject and you're right so like I'm going to really start to pay attention. I noticed that with a celebrity this week that I saw like an interview with. And it was mm-hmm. one of the first times I'd noticed like how well someone pulled it off. It was, and, mm-hmm. and I was, and now I'm going to like really start to notice that. And that's actually for everyone else listening, like go watch some celebrity interviews as long as it doesn't trigger. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's, that's the key also. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, notice how that's done. Notice how that's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, that's really good. <laughs> I guess like just the last thing I wanted to kind of squeeze in here was just about like, I think a lot of people are kind of feeling a little isolated or just like, ugh because of this pandemic and and the way life is and like just you know burnout from our adrenal systems like constantly being (laughs) lit up um so we might be kind of like turning to food more often 
What's your advice to someone who's like feeling like they're eating emotionally like more often than they normally would? Well, that's, you know, comfort food and like emotional eating in general, it's, it should be more normalized. Like I, I understand like the, I guess the quote unquote, right, pros and cons of everything, but it really, it's not something that I don't think people should be ashamed of doing it. Like it's called comfort foods. Like I I recently had this conversation actually with a client because um, she was having, uh, having these doubts in her head too. She's just like, I keep turning to these comfort foods. I'm like, well, they're called comfort foods for a reason. Um, So I don't want people to think that it's, you know, something is wrong with them. Um, It's, it's just like a natural response, especially when we're going through a lot. Um, But I would say, that it's just because sometimes we, there's so many things that we could do that we're not like taught. Like I know that therapy also is becoming very normalized right now, which is great. You know, I think talking things out is very um, helpful in some ways too, but I feel like oftentimes we're not given, um, I guess you can say like other things to do. Like I'm, I'm a big fan of writing. Like personally, I like to write things down. I feel like, um, Sometimes I myself, like I want something comforting to eat when I'm not necessarily hungry. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing anymore, but sometimes I start to write things down. I'm just like, why am I feeling this way? I'm stressed. I'm in a bad mood. Like I just got, you know, this is very stressful time on so many levels. So I start to write things down. So that's helpful for me. Also reading things like I think just finding some really good resources um, is very helpful as well. But I don't want people to think that there's something wrong with eating because <laughs> that that again is like stemming from diet culture. Um, just be, you know, anytime we eat for like any reason, I feel like diet culture just tells us it's a bad thing. So I don't want people I want people to stop thinking that um, and just know that it's normal, but also to find some other form of an outlet, um, I think is also really helpful. So it's, it takes a little bit of creativity, right? And sometimes we're, just because we're not used to having another outlet, we don't know what we like, you know? Um, so, so, you know, my, so the same client, like a week later, she actually came back to me, she found adult coloring books and she was just like, I love this. Like it's it, getting out like her frustration with some issues that she was having. She was just like, I feel like I'm getting things out she's still eating her comfort foods, but she also has another outlet. So it's like, it's just about balance. Um, and it's just about like finding things that comfort us that sometimes aren't always food, but yet food is okay. It's like hard to explain. (laughs) It takes a while, but like, um, you know, it's okay to eat. I feel like I want to sum up, like it's okay to eat. Like, because we're always told it's not okay to eat. Like, I just want to say the opposite. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's like, I think like, in other words, it's kind of like, you know, look to add another way to cope with feelings as well, instead of it being like an either or and, and like demonizing using food to cope because, um, exactly. Especially now it's like, pretty innocent to do, to be doing that. Uh, I mean, it always, Mm -hmm. it, it always really is, but there's like mm-hmm. not a ton of pleasure like <laughs> going on right now. I mean, maybe exactly <laughs> things are closed. Where you know, we're yeah, you can't love one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like all these things that would really kind of feed your soul 
are a lot of them have been taken away or limited. And so it's like pretty normal that you would be looking for something that can just give you some sense of comfort and pleasure and food is still available. It's still here. And that's and it, so it makes sense. I think it's also just kind of acknowledging that it's like, wow, I'm just trying to like protect myself or soothe my emotions. And that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And I can look for other mm-hmm. ways to kind of deal with those emotions too. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, it makes a lot of sense. Well, that we're going to wrap things up here. That was so good and super helpful. Oh, yay. <laughs> where where can people find more of you? Well, uh, the Nutrition Tea is my Instagram handle. Um, and <laughs> the name will is very repetitive, right? So my website is also the Nutrition Tea, as is Twitter, as is my um, Facebook group. So all of the nutrition tea. <laughs> How did you come up with that name? Like I'm on repeat. I honestly, okay. So I wasn't going, so back when I was, I don't even remember if I was even a dietitian yet. I think this might've just been when I was still like an R, an RD to be right. Um, I was just like, what am I going to call myself? Cause I wanted to start a page, but I like, I have problems with names and my friend actually was like, well, do you want to like give the tea on something? And I was like, oh my God. Yes. <laughs> and that's how the name oh, came up. No okay. nutrition tea. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was always wondering. I was like, does she like tea? I, I just didn't know. <laughs> no, I know. That's the question I always get to. People are like, oh, so you're like really into tea. I'm like, no, I'm actually more of a coffee person. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like giving the tea, you know, like, yeah, which I don't want to say gossip, but that's essentially what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love it. I love it. Okay. That's a good play on words. That's good. That's good. Um, well, thank you so much for being here. I loved I loved our conversation and, and I'm excited for people to listen do it. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Rock on. <laughs> I love chatting with Shauna. I hope that you found all that stuff helpful just to help you navigate these next couple of weeks and beyond. I mean, let's be honest, this stuff is always pervasive. So um, you can use this advice anytime. You can find all the links and resources mentioned at summerinandin.com forward slash 181. I hope you have an all right December. Like if it's all right, I think that's pretty good. And maybe yours is amazing. And that's even better. But let's just aim for like, all right, we made it through the year. All right, 2021 is here. Let's hope it's a little better. (laughs) Okay, Um, maybe I'll have an episode before 2021. But um, I'm not holding myself to it right now. So if I don't talk to you, have an amazing December rest of the year <laughs> or have an all right rest of the year. And I'll be back in the new year with more great stuff, some awesome interviews for you. Rock on. I'm Summer Inanin, and I want to thank you for listening today. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Summer Inanin. And if you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts, search Eat the Rules, and subscribe, rate, and review this show. I would be so grateful. Until next time, rock on. Rock on.